0: Even at 30,000
1: feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: I want to give a shout out to our sponsors of the week. It is Illegal Image Clothing. You could check them out on Instagram, Illegal Image Clothing. And then we got our brother and, and the one that's putting it down, punching back in LA County and all over Southern California. His name is Attorney Rosenberg. You guys could check him out at Attorney Rosenberg. And then And if you guys want to get some training, some fitness, some nutrition, get your mind right, get your body right, get right for summer, tap in with my boy JB Fitness. That's JB underscore fitness on Instagram. And we also got the homies at Rap Kings. That's right, Rap Kings underscore LV. If you guys want to get your walls, businesses wrapped, uh, vehicles, they do it all. So make sure you guys let them know that Mr. Criminal sent you. And last but not least, we got Tradecraft Farms. That's right, the homie Daniel Rodriguez of the USC pulled up this week and uh, tapped in with a bag of that Tradecraft, and we've been in touch. So I want to give a shout-out to all our sponsors. Make sure you guys give them a follow. Make sure you guys show some love and support. <laughs> With Luan. Your homeboy, Ricardo, a Yo, what's cracking? It's me, Alvino. This is Veronica, it's Monico from Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Calling in from the San Fernando mm-hmm. Valley. Calling from Malibu. Already on Wilshire Boulevard every weekend. It's that time in again, Colorado. baby. From South Los the, crime the West Coast is live in the building. Podcast. The crime family Network Podcast. And today we family celebrating. Family I support Crime Family Entertainment, and i the And we rolling up critical. <laughs> Yeah, 2023 Mr. Criminal live on air The most realist and active podcast on the West Coast Representing for the culture And today we have a legend in the building again
1: <laughs>
0: When I'm talking about legendary, I'm talking Years contribution to the hip-hop game I'm talking silver screen actors I'm talking businessman. Turn into an empire with the napalm brand.
1: <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, bring it to the stage. My personal homeboy. And I'm a big fan. My homie Exhibit. What's yeah, cracking? X to the motherfucking Z. What's cracking, baby? What's good,
1: man? What's good, man? We in here.
0: Yeah, man. We It's a celebration.
1: Yeah, Mr. Criminal. Thanks for having me, man. I've been watching you do this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching you get down, man. I'll I, 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 I follow you On social media So I've been seeing When you got this started man And and, uh, anything I could do To support You know I always I always show up So you know what I'm saying This is nothing Like a real one homie You always have
0: homie And I appreciate that And you uh you're one of the, the Very very elite one. I would say part of An elite group Of, of west coast MC's mm. And you 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 straight Keep it real Like you just from the streets Like you never even made it As far as any time I ever hit you up It ain't no Hollywood shit yeah. It ain't no ifs ands Or buts about it It's like What's cracking What you need real quick I'm in the middle of Working with Dre right now But I just took a little Break real quick What's popping Hold up Dre, Hold up Dre I got criminal on the phone
1: That
0: shit's That's some cool shit man That's, that's some, some real flex. shit Yes Well look man that's Check love. this out Check this out man
1: Yeah You know you never know who you're talking to. Yeah. And the same person that you, you know, dismiss or, or or don't have time for that day be the same motherfucker you run into having to ask for some fucking favors later on. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You never know who you're talking to. So I always give people the benefit of the doubt and respect until they prove otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You know, I I, I, I came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, so I always... Am open to having you know conversations or giving people opportunities because shit, dude. You you know, it, I, at one point, motherfuckers didn't want to hear from me either. Hell yeah, <laughs> you had to start somewhere. Yeah, but so so when I saw you, first of all, we 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 hooked up on some music shit a long time ago. Yeah. So you know, to see you evolve and see what you, you your endeavors and what everything else you're doing, bro. Self-made, you know what I'm saying? I I, I applaud that, and I and I support you any way, bro. Man, that's love, homie. And, you know? and we just trying to keep the the
0: ball rolling for the coast. Yeah, and represent the flag for the Latin side, but really ain't no color lines. It's it's, it's all hip hop. It's all it's all love, and out here. Uh, I'm priding myself in, in being part of that movement that the brother Cam helped create. Yeah. And he introduced us. shout out to the Army Cam. Yeah. And uh now it's getting to the point where it ain't no real ain't no real uh difference. It's like there's certain certain homies that have the look and might be bald headed with the tats. Mm. But I think that there's certain people that are elevating it to take it to the level of just respectable hip hop. Yeah, that's well, what I mean.
1: But it. I mean West Coast hip hop is deeply rooted in gang culture. Straight up. And what comes down from the pen usually permeates to the streets, into the music, and to the vibe, into the attitude. Always. That's just I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, you know, it and our way of thinking and and lifestyle has transcended into other areas. You know what I'm saying? They got motherfucking uh Southern California gangs in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so they trying to live by the rules that that have been here for Longer than, than, than the music was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
0: The, fir- the first time I seen uh, that Jim Jones video with Game in it, and they were, like, re- repping the red rags in the liquor yeah, store, yeah. I was kind of fucked up. I was like, <laughs> what the hell's going on, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> and it just it just became kind of normal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so that's why, you know, that's why when I say, you know, with, with the West Coast stuff and how it's deeply, I mean, look, dude, I think the music defines itself and it kind of tells the story, but I mean, I think what really hasn't been seen from the West Coast is just everybody pushing to, for the W. You know what I'm saying? I think when you try to when you when you try to implement the the, the things that are happening in the street, in the music, it gets a little the, the water gets a little muddy because you can't tell when one starts and one stops. You know what I'm saying? And, and shit gets fucking hot real quick. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 really a delicate balance that we, the creators, the people who make it, have to find that line and find out okay, how can we make this beneficial for everybody? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But not everybody wanted to be like that. Yeah, some people be like, yo, I'll never fuck with them, and I'll never fuck with them, and fuck them motherfuckers. <laughs> it always boils down to that type of shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be like people who want to make billions. And then people who want to, you know, have street credibility, I think that's what it's really gonna boil down to. You know what I'm saying? Because the world's gonna keep moving on without us. You know what I'm saying? Um, with us or without us? Let me put it that way. So there's gonna be there's gonna be you know opportunities like like you doing this podcast is a big part of where the world is going. How yeah. we communicate? How do we get together? You know what I'm saying? So. Um, the people that want to see us together, they going to rise to a certain a level. Yeah. And the people that don't want us to see us together have their own agenda. So we just got to figure out, you know, where it's going to go and wh- where you want to be in the scheme of things in the future. Hell yeah, and the future is moving fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, man. The, in In these days, attention span is so short, especially yeah. with the youth. It's like... It's as fast as scrolling, like man. as fast as your your, your real mind. Thirty fucking 30 seconds. seconds, and it's a wrap. That's
1: how that's how long these new motherfuckers' attention span is. Come on, man, that's a, crazy. Right? What can you do with thirty seconds? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like you can't retain information. This is gonna be interesting. Like you know, um, we have these concerts now, where you know, um, like me and Cube and. You know what I'm saying, and 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 you know, and and yuck mouth, and you know what I'm saying, like like uh, the dog pound, uh, you know, bone thugs. We all do these big arena shows now, all together. You know what I'm saying. And these songs have been around since you know the early '90s, mid '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, right? And we could still tour these records because people have memories of people made memories to these songs and made memories to these albums. So what are you going to do 10 years from now when the only thing you can remember is a fucking five-second TikTok video? Up. You know what I'm saying? You can't tour with that shit. You can't rock a show with that shit. Five you seconds. know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be like, uh, how are uh, how you going to do a 30-minute set, my nigga? You can do like a... You know what I'm saying Like what are you doing <laughs>
0: that, that reminds me of them Island boy kids Remember they were yeah. getting real popping Like like all over You were seeing them all over And then one day I saw them Like uh, on TikTok And they were like Island boys fucking got Booed off the fucking stage In Florida somewhere Bro. And they were like Trying to do that shit In the crowd Like throwing water balls. Like get the fuck off Cause the that don't
1: translate Nah it don't It's, a two, it's two different planets You know yeah. what I'm saying It's like the metaverse And all that you know, Instagram models and click the link in my bio shit that translates to a very small amount of real world activity. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that we are used to doing move millions of people. It was, it it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like, you know, we were reinvented the wheel, but we did something that had longevity to it. And I think that's, what's missing now. You know, it's more than longevity and more than what you said earlier about, uh, Creating people have memories to it.
0: It's an actual foundation, my G. You mm. can't take that back. It's a golden era of hip hop that cannot be replicated, cannot be duplicated. It just won't ever be. They say history repeats itself. Not that motherfucker. That yeah. Ain't gonna, <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> homie. That's that's where it's not gonna repeat itself. There ain't never gonna be another X to the Z. There ain't yeah. never gonna be another Dre Snoop. That whole yeah. just the the whole era of how it came in and how it perfected it and how it actually got better. You were part of the 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 rise and how it got better. You were mm. you actually represented. The 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 transition. Okay, it was like dope ass production, dope ass lyricists. Okay, Snoop got the dope voice, everything. But then here comes X. Oh shit! Now we got a
1: spitter out this motherfucker. Like man. now
0: this we got someone out here from the West that can hang with any lyrical
1: motherfucker on the East Coast. Yeah, straight I up. Mean, there's a few of us, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, crooked oh, Eye, Rastas, sure. corrupt ass. for sure. Corrupt. But, you but know what I'm saying? At that
0: time, it was a new and a fresh fresh sound yes. added to the to, to the to the family of the whole Dre Dre tree. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you helped carry that flag in, in, into the transition into the 2000s in the late 90s when they were still kind of in that early 2000 or 90s sound you know what i'm saying so yo you know you who else
1: you know you know who else uh, was very lyrical Who's that? and never got a real opportunity to shine in my opinion rest in peace uh was mossberg oh, he was hard as fuck mossberg was our biggie hard. he was yeah he was a real solid dude you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and uh the, man it's, it it goes back to what we was talking about earlier you know what I'm saying? Like the the West Coast, um, you know, including, you know, like even going out to Vegas, even going out to Seattle, like that there are so many people here. Like if we focused on just really taking care of our own backyard, like there would be no other markets. There would be no other competition. Like if 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 we took care of our own market, meaning that we supported Every release that came out just on the West Coast and everybody fucks with it. That's, we can go double platinum, triple platinum, diamond here in our own backyard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On our own shit. But again, it goes back to that fucking gang culture and we taught not to support each other. We taught to fucking go against. You know what I'm saying? That's just in the nature. So. I think if we want to if if we want to take care of our business, I think everybody is kind of growing up a little bit though, the the maturity and and recognizing that you know the economics behind you know being together or staying apart. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just talking about the business side. We can't do shit about the street. The street is the street. It, it runs it's itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about man, there's there's so much economics that can be made just from supporting each other. You know what I'm saying? Even on the music side, and then the rest of the people to follow. The people will bring their own fans. They got, you know, little pockets, and then there's people who bring larger audiences. You know what I'm saying? But it all can talk to each other. It all helps.
0: Yeah, it all builds up on on each other and, and helps stack this uh, legacy of the West. But I also want to touch on what you said earlier, as far as uh, as far as the people that 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 support. In our own place, we want to hear the L.A. shit. Mm. But see, it's, it's like I had Julio G in here yesterday, right? And he was talking about these new day DJs got to have more accountability. All they want to play is Atlanta shit. All they want to play is trap shit. When we got all kinds of hot-ass West Coast shit right here. Mm. But it does go back to the gang shit. It's like, what's good for radio? What's good for promotion? What's good for the marketing and dollar bill? Is it mm. the gang shit or is it the more poppy, singy, autotune auto-tune
1: shit? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, well, they get, I mean, those, those playlists are... Are paid for Yeah You know what I'm saying yeah. It's not It's not like they Organic Yeah it's not like they picking like Oh this song moves the culture Nah they, they Fucking people paying for that shit Who got chain. the biggest budget Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying Yeah So again like You know we, we can create our own avenues You know what I'm saying Like we Like social media And all these other things They shadow ban us When we do certain things But you know If we all talk to each other And we all know what time it is it can be done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you look at a guy like E40, E40 was selling shit out the trunk. Ended up creating his own sound, Smash, you know what I'm saying? And now he's created different revenue streams to support his music, you know what I'm saying? Um but that's that's one person out of millions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and there's a lot of artists out here. Um but and, and also to be to, to be fair, man, there's a lot of artists um that aren't ready to be artists yet, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to jump into this, like, oh, I'm fucking Superman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I came out, I've been rapping for six months, and I, I think I should, should get a Grammy. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, pay attention to your craft. Realize that you listen. You know, when, when you doing your shit at a high level, the game will come knocking on your door. You don't have to chase it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll come to you. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people has lost the artist development side of doing that just because you can, you know, like, like they got AI rapping now. You know what I'm saying? AI motherfuckers that sounding like people now. You know what I'm saying? So that even makes it even harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you can go and program a voice and sound like, you know, somebody who's been working on their craft for a long time. It's going to be very interesting the next three, four years and, and see where everything lands. Shit's nuts, bro. Yeah.
0: I think, um, uh... I think the world's changing so fast That if people don't get on top of it They're gonna get left behind real quick In the next three to four years
1: Yo, the the train's already left the station They let this fucking AI shit out on us Without even knowing what the fuck it's gonna do That motherfucker already lying Motherfucker making up shit, yeah. motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Imitating Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Eminem. You hear the cat track? Oh,
0: the man. cat uh-uh. one? Uh-uh. Oh my god! Like like, I'll play it before we go because I don't want to get flagged for the monetization. But homie, it's it's nuts. Like cadences, the deliveries, stacks, uh, hooks, like crazy. Oh, man. Like See? five change, five voice pattern changes from Eminem. Like, blew my mind when I heard it. I was like, this is fucking It's
1: ridiculous. crazy. It's crazy. And now you got to fucking, well, I mean, well, look, we got to trademark our voices. Yeah. We got to trademark our fucking DNA. Wow. That's good. That's what it's going down to. Like, oh, man, that's not, even though it looks exactly like me, that's not exhibit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not, that's not my voice. You know? Yeah. It's wild. It's so, wild. So
0: was that, was that something that you've seen ahead of time in the future? Is that why you named your album Man vs. Machine? One of your older albums?
1: Man, that it's funny how things, you know, kind of like fall into place like that. I, I when I did Man vs Machine, that was that was kind of like the way I felt, as you know, one guy, you know, coming from the underground, battling this big fucking massive thing that had finally happened in my life. But I thought it was going to get easier, but it just got harder. Wow. So it became man versus machine because I felt like I was by myself. You know what I'm saying? But I was having to do all these different things and still make it look easy. But, you know, fast forward, it is a metaphor for what's going on now because, I mean, like, it's literally, you know, us figuring out what our next step is. And, you know, we have all this technology going on. And is it really helping us? You know what I'm saying? They call it a smartphone, but does it really make us smarter or dumber? You up. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. We we haven't we had that that that's, the, the judge the uh the jury still out on that. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And and
0: then when we talk about uh these new artists how how they don't get up and they don't have the the hustle. You could, you could, you could blame that on the the fact of social media because when we got it, we had to get it out the month. We had to get out yeah. there and shake hands with record labels, sell uh, music out the trunk before before you were known back in the days. Now they just like, oh, if I'm not high if I'm not going viral, uh, maybe I don't want to try this week. Like, there's no extra yeah. hustle. Motherfuckers ain't getting out and really getting it. You know? Yeah, they,
1: I think I think um, immediate gratification has done a lot of a lot of damage to to people. Yeah. You know this 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 idea that because I'm popular or I get t- attention that I'm successful. Yeah, and um, that you
0: have something uh, owed to you. It yeah, don't work like that. This it
1: doesn't. Point. Nah. <clears throat> this is um. <clears throat> this is this is this is going to be very interesting to see how um you know people or kids now because I call them kids because they're you know it's. It's, it's it's some 40 year old kids out here still you know yeah. what i'm saying like people who haven't matured to really um to to, to you know hit their hit their peak you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's going to be interesting to see how these kids turn into adults and when they turn into adults i mean i remember when i, I was on my own at 14 so i had to do a lot of shit and, and so by the time i was 20 21 22 23 i was a father I had to do a lot of, you know, like real um, solid thinking, you know what I'm saying, and make some real big decisions at a very young age as an adult that still translate to this day. So now it's going to be interesting, you know, these kids are, are living this fantasy and living in this phone till, you know, their late 20s, almost 30 years old, still not really having a real grasp on who they are and what they should be doing for themselves and the people around them that depend on them. Um, it's going it's, it's to be rough. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely don't. That's why I fucking smoke all the fucking shit I want to smoke right now, because I don't want to be a senior citizen around these motherfuckers. Yeah. These niggas going to be letting me shit on myself <laughs> and not be full-blown full disrespect. Uh, you know, scrolling on their hologram phones. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, water, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Hit my life alert. Fuck you, motherfuckers, man. That's right. Fuck it, nigga, I'm out. Nigga. I'm, I'm spinning on my shit right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, hell yeah. Well, shit. With all that being said, you mentioned the metaverse earlier. What's mm. your take on, on on the whole crypto NFTs? Are you having any exposure to? to That's the, bullshit. Not, it's bullshit. bullshit. Tell, tell me what. Tell me what you think. Well, why is it bullshit?
1: It's a Ponzi scheme. Okay. It's a Ponzi scheme. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I I'm never gonna give you a hundred. Thousand dollars for some shit I can never physically pick up and touch. Tangible, yeah. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what you say. No matter what, that shit crashed. That shit crashed. Motherfuckers jumping out of windows. Motherfuckers, all them niggas mysteriously getting killed and shit. It's crazy, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Yeah, give me some dollars, nigga. You know what (laughs) what I'm saying? That's right. That's,
0: so X ain't fucking with the future NFT the whole shit they're trying Nah, to fuck
1: that. You nah. gonna tell me that little dumbass picture of that little fucking monkey is worth fucking $7 million? <laughs> you crazy, motherfucker. Right? That, if, that, if that alone don't tell you that's some bullshit, yeah. it's not even drawn correctly. It's not even like a good looking... It's, not, look it's not even fly, it. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not even what fly. the fuck? Fuck that shit. Yeah, okay. I don't give a fuck what they say. Damn. Well, <laughs> there it is. That,
0: that just shut down my drink. Hey, I got, I got two, I got two mutant ape yacht Clubs for sale right now. I'm trying because after this interview, I think the the price
1: is going down on these motherfuckers. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> nah, it's crazy. Look, look, check this out. Yeah, criminal man, yeah. criminal. Just, just food for thought. Yeah. If you spending any kind of money over 500000 a million dollars, you better be able to take a shit in that motherfucker. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, nah, that's a good you point. Mean, man, fuck that shit. Just show me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nah, you're right. Show me. Every time I've talked, I've had thousands of people come and try to tell me oh, it's the future, man. It's this, it's that. I was like, okay, so explain it to me like I'm a seven-year-old child. Yeah. How do you make it? Sell it? deposit it, and pull the money out. Nobody can give me that series of without fucking having all kinds of it's David, kinds David, of David Copperfield shit. and You know what I'm saying? You got the motherfucking, the, the, the digital wallet where you, if you lose it, you lose every fucking thing. And Like, who, who, who wants to do that? Nah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you. I'm going to go shit in my house. <laughs> and my shit's going to be there when I wake up. <laughs> And it's not going to lose value. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Good point. And when I sell that motherfucker, I could go anywhere in the world and, do it and again. spend that motherfucking money. And it's
0: it's gonna be tangible,
1: right? And I you don't can have... go to the bank and put that motherfucker in your hand and pull it right the fuck back out. Hey, that's
0: a good point. <laughs> Maybe I should have thought about that before I started spending so much money on these <laughs> things. You did
1: good though. Nah, nah. Good.
0: Thank God I, I have I have not taken any losses. I, I hit it in the right pocket in the right time. I studied the game at the good. right moment. Good, and I'm still up. So
1: thank God. In good. My, in
0: my position, I, I haven't lost yet. <laughs>
1: okay. Good. Good. But good. Man, well, well, it's time to get out. <laughs> put your shit somewhere. We. Sell them motherfucking monkey photos, man. Yeah, it's time to go. And, and put that shit somewhere. Nah, for sure. Well, <laughs> shit. Taking
0: it back to the foundation. Yeah. Uh I wanna know, as a fan in and, and, and watching your rise and everything, I wanna know. The birth of Exhibit. How did you fall in love with hip hop? When, when was the moment that you first picked up a microphone? When were the, uh, the moments that people could say, like, damn, I knew that that, that little homie was gonna make it? Like, little, <sighs> uh, little Alvin Jordan was gonna be a fucking legend someday, the way that he spit and so and so right here at this school or this spot or these barbecues or whatever. I want another story.
1: Yeah, man. I fucking, um, you know, I was born in Michigan. Okay? Okay. I was born in Detroit. Wow. And uh, my mother was an English teacher. And my father was uh, also an educator. But he but he went back and forth between special education and being a principal, right? And so uh, what I would—and plus they were very religious, right? And so, you know, my I would go to school. I would come home, go to school again because my parents would practice their fucking um, lesson plans out on me and my sister. So, you know, my mother passed— uh, when I was nine, and so my dad got remarried, so we left Detroit, ended up moving to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I stayed there from, you know, nine years old till I was like 16, 17. Then I came, you know, I was on my own. I got was really in a lot of trouble doing a lot of dumb shit when I was a kid. Ended up, you know, being a ward of the state at 14. And so, you know, during this time, I was really angry. I was going through a lot of transitions, a lot of fucking problems. Very angry my mother passed. Very angry my dad got remarried so quick. You know, started, you know, running the streets, getting a, a lot of shit. Um, and so I ended up just, you know, getting out of juvie Um all the home, I, you know, in there I was like writing my own raps. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, my parents hated hip hop because it was cursing too much. they were very religious, so um, all, all, all they wouldn't let me listen to it. So the best thing I could do was write my own. So I started writing Exhibit at 13. Wow, right? It was actually Exhibit A. You know yeah. what I'm saying for Alvin? <laughs> Hell yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Then I, then I dropped the A and then started with the X and the Z. You know, a couple years later, as I started, started writing more and more and more. So when I got to California, you know, I was, uh, you know, I came with some friends of mine uh, uh, that said they lived here by it by themselves, and so I ended up coming out and finding out that they didn't live by themselves. They lived with their parents. So yeah, yeah. it was like, oh fuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came out here when I came to California. I had a uh, hold on a second. Ooh. I gotta sneeze. Nah, no, you're good, brother. I thought I did anyway. So I when I came out to California, I had three thousand dollars, a black and purple Geo tracker, and a a Cool rap C D and a and and a motherfucking um uh cooler full of snapples. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go And some cross color clothes. Yeah. What flavor were the snapples? Uh fuck dude I mean uh I don't know man I just had like it was I could only have 6 of them cuz it was I a little less cool I guess I, <laughs> I was going to go grab a bottle after this <laughs> Yeah and uh you know and uh yeah man and uh it was just a blur man I, what I got here I was writing but I could just write long ass freestyles and then I got with uh, James Broadway. He had a crew called 360 in Pasadena. And uh, that's where I met King T and Alcoholics. King T and the Alcoholics were the first real artists that I met, you know, with real record deals and, you know, real backing. And they were really, you know, putting music out. So when I got with this crew, um, I learned how to start writing songs. Yeah writing song structure writing you know hooks bridges um you know 16 bar verses 8 bar verses figuring out what all that meant and then um breaking down the things that I want and then you know I cut my teeth you know like I I didn't get on right away I was I was just you know freestyling and battling cats on the radio going to Julio G you know what I'm saying? Um, going to the wake-up show, just battling, you know what I'm saying, cats in the cipher. I would just walk up to motherfuckers that even look like they rap. It's like, hey, you rap, and then let's go. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was that was how we communicated back then. It was just, there was no internet. There was no um posting yourself. It was just like when you did enough work, then the 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 powers that be came knocking on your door and inviting you to places so you could do your craft you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that was like the it, that was the, the the enjoyable part for me was even getting prepared to be what i was going to what i was going to be you know what i'm saying like that was that was the shit cuz at the time you know it was a bunch of crews in in southern california you had you know, um, the, the good life, you know what I'm saying, where Freestyle Fellowship came from, and you know what I'm saying, like Medusa, oh, and yeah. you know what I'm saying, Volume 10, and you know what I'm saying, all the, the Black Crows, all these legendary groups, you know what I'm saying, were coming out of these cliques. And then you had the Far Side, you had the wascals. You had, you know what I'm saying, like and the Wascals. I forgot. You know about what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you had, you had, uh, you know, you know. Of course, the the heavyweights. You had Cube coming out with, you know, West Side Connection, and you know what I'm saying, and and Caution. You know what, what I'm saying. Caution was hard. And man. then you had, you know, the everything coming from the Bay. So all the, you know, Souls of Mischief. You know what I'm saying. Dale, a funky Homo Sapien. Plus Too Short. Plus you know what I'm saying, like all these different sounds, and everybody had their own. You know, kind of like thing, but it all was for the W. Everybody pushed for the West Coast sound, and and it was it was it was a really dope time. You know what I'm saying? Because we could all coexisted, Chinese. but nobody sounded the same. You know what I'm saying? So that th- that was my environment. That I was, I, would, I would, you know, you could bounce to different clubs every night and see niggas getting down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and um, it was dope to be able to cut my teeth in that environment. So then, when I finally got put on, it was like I had I had an excitement about the next step because I had did all the preparation work. So now I knew when I was in front of these new people that I was polished enough to represent the W in a really good way.
0: You
1: know, and that's 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 where where it really started, man. I, you know, I, I did it. I went the long way. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I wouldn't do it any other way. It, you know, I, I don't want, I believe that God don't put you in no position you're not prepared for, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I felt, you know, when I came into everything that I did, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I wasn't ready to work with, you know, a Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg or M, you know what I'm saying, when I first was 19, 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't polished enough. It was only me going through these two albums in trial and error to get to a point where I had a sound that I could identify and do consistently you know what i'm saying i it's think hard. yeah i think a lot of people miss that you know what i'm saying yeah they're looking for it. they they're always searching for it and they can't find it they can't grasp it right right yeah. because you didn't work for it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you can't scam you you, you, know, you can't scam the game you can scam uh, you can scam a gang of motherfuckers but you can't scam the game. Nah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? The, the time, the time is going to tell whether you did your part or not. You Hell get yeah. it. You get what you give to the game. Hell yeah. So so your time
0: with the Liquid Crew, obviously you you were you were learning. You were learning how to pretty much spit bars, how to do hooks, to, how to do 16s. <laughs> when was the moment where you're like, okay, now I'm going to become a solo artist? Or was it always kind of like you were just loosely affiliated with the Liquid Crew and then
1: you were oh. always a solo artist? No, I was always a solo artist. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to be in a group so bad, none of them worked. I see. I see. None of them worked. Yeah. You know, some had different reasons, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I was never in the alcoholics. I was part of the liquid crew. Yeah. But I was always a solo artist. Got it. I tell you what, I I can tell you this, man. Not many people know this. But the first group, that what I got with 360, yeah. with James Broadway, Keen T, and they tried to pair me with this other guy named Ollie Rock. And we were going to be the shady bunch. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, nah, that wouldn't work. God couldn't give
1: you what you couldn't give The shady right? bunch. Yeah. I swear to God. Um and I bought into it. You know what I'm saying? I tried. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you wanted to be part of that group. Right, I wanted to be part of the group. I was like, oh, this is great. Nope, didn't work. Dude, dude went off and did some other shit. But, but, but then I became a solo artist. So then my next thing was, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to be, uh, we're going to do, I, I think, what is the next one? The uh, Golden State? Yeah. Golden State, me, Ras, and Safir. Yeah. Um, Long story short, didn't work. We 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 had a great we man. We had a great like like uh, uh, appearance. Yeah. Like we were building it on our albums, and then the the main project just never came to light. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that w- that was fucked up too. Then I did Strong Arm Steady. Strong Arm Steady. It was, oh my god! Another <laughs> long story, but the only group that actually. I'm a part of that actually worked that I feel really great about and still working to this day is the Serial Killers. with me be real and Denver. Dimmer, yeah. Man, we make really dope music. Um we go on tour. That's Tour Killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We go on tour, we fuck we fuck shit up and everybody goes home happy. That's you dope. know what I'm saying? And, and we all have our own individual shit, but we all get together and and fucking when we do that it feels really dope because it kind of scratches that itch that I was looking for to be in a group. That you know what awesome. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, And then
0: you guys compliment each other on the mic, and with the different yeah. styles, it brings out a competitive edge. It's just, it's pretty dope to hear that shit on the records yep. being created in birth. So, so at that age, at that age, obviously you're, you're learning. You're, 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 like you said, you never uh, would dream that you would have the phone calls from the Dres or or the the workings with the Eminems. When was the moment that you you started feeling more confident on the mic? Like okay, now now I could do some shit. Now now because every artist it, it, that I've come across in my life was always like I'm the best motherfucking rapper. Like, ego's through the roof, right? It sounded mm-hmm. like you were still like coming up humbly. Like was there a moment where you're like okay, you didn't have to be cocky or nothing, but it was like okay now I'm ready for the motherfucking radio. Now I'm ready for the Dre's and the Snoop's and all these. Or or,
1: or did it just come organically? You didn't even realize it. It came from the work. Wow. And it came from burning niggas down on the stage. Hell yeah. You not a real MC if you can't rock a show. Mm. If you suck live, yeah. you ain't you ain't do it. You're not doing it. MC.
0: Move the motherfucking crowd. Move
1: the crowd. Mm-hmm. Can you hold the crowd's attention with your music and your delivery and your breath control and all of all of the above, can you sound live the way you do on records? Can you do that? And if you're not doing that, then you still got work to do. Not saying it's not it's not possible, but just know that's the barometer, that's the bar. You know what I'm saying? Can you tear down a fucking show? Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's that's a lot of, the, like I said, it goes back
0: to this new generation. I mean, now, even these new artists, they might be popping and cracking and, like, numbers through the roof, homie. And then I see them on stage on some, like, YouTube shit, and I'm like,
1: what the fuck is going Rapping on? Rapping over the song. Yeah, they just playing a song, and they just yelling the ad-libs. Yeah, or
0: they're, like, walking, like, with their hand in their shirt, like, not even got their mic on, like, drinking and, like, looking at the crowd and, <coughs> like, say two words. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here, you
1: know? Yeah, but, I mean, the, but, but at the same time, you know, you 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 know the crowd has to want more as well. They, you know they if, if they're if they're satisfied with that, as long as they let them get away with it, yeah, then that's what it is. But I mean, there's still some samurais that, that walk around the earth. Yeah, you know, I'm one of them. You know what I'm saying? They, they, there's been tours that I've been on, big fucking tours, with with artists yeah, that got number one singles top 40 radio hits and I burn their ass down. Now nah, I seen it
0: with my own eyes. I was in the crowd. They
1: ass down in the crowd. That's why I smiled when you first said it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and 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 that is because I I you know, I will outwork you. You know what I'm saying? You you can pay for your admission to Disneyland, but motherfucker, I, I built the ride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know how to fucking, you know what I'm saying? I, I know how to fucking I know what makes Space Mountain Space Mountain. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? You you just you just you just paid for your front of line pass, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I say uh Anger Management Tour.
0: Eminem headline that motherfucker, 50 Cent, uh G Unit D twelve. And right before everybody came out, there was a couple people that came out. I think you came out in between G-Unit and and D-12, if I remember correctly. Mm. And you came out rocking an all-blue suit, and you were fucking that shit up. (laughs) All by yourself, (laughs) homie. Everybody was up to that moment, had like hype man, four or five people on stage. And I was like, damn, X is up there by itself Fucking this yeah, shit! Up. I rode
1: out on a lowrider bike. I remember that. California shit. opened up. I rode out that motherfucker on a lowrider bike. I like was right there, puffing big clouds. What's yeah, up, bitches? Clouds. Let's go! And you fucking Oh it up. no! Boom! Yeah, yeah. Boom! Yeah. Boom! Yeah. boom.
0: And, 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 and it was it was uh, a, a tough fact to follow because as big as G Unit is, I remember mm. they came out. Remember they had the fucking uh, Lloyd Banks came out and they had the the Empire. What do you call that? The the, the lady with the, the oh flag. yeah the Statue yeah, of Liberty and she's yeah like falling in the the crown yeah they, they were cool but it was like man that energy wasn't there I felt like the energy <laughs> didn't pick back up till Eminem got yeah when Eminem got out he fucked it up you know what yeah I mean? man but yeah that 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 bar was set high by by X even then I remember very clearly I remember going home and like damn I need to get some more of that fool shit you <laughs> know what I mean?
1: and I still stand on that I yeah. still believe that the live show is what connects our artist to the audience outside of the, it's the closest thing that people are going to get to actually having an experience with you. Yeah. So you, I, I, I whether it's five people or 500,000 people, I give them the same show. Because, again, you you know, you never know who you're moving. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? You never know who you're touching. You never know what that person went through to get in front of you to see you do your art. Yeah. So give it to them. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't be too cool. To 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 be there for your fans.
0: And you could either do two things. You, either way, the fans are gonna leave with a memory and it's gonna be experienced. They're gonna either go home and talk shit like, Man, this dude had a hard ass son but can't perform for shit. Yeah. Or they're gonna be like, That dude was hard, but fuck, you gotta see that motherfucker live. Like, exactly. Like every like next time he pulls up, we gotta go see him. It's like that's that's it's either there's no in between. It's right. either that or that. You know what I'm saying? So for real. It's amazing. So uh it's a shame. In the you only get in the rap game for the money and the fame. You already had a level of consciousness where you were thinking ahead. Most motherfuckers were on some lowrider shit, which is cool. It's representing the coast. You were already holding down the the love for this hip hop shit mm. on your on one of your first singles ever. If I if I'm correct, that was one of your first singles that actually. That made was it to the MTV first single. In ever. Blue, right? Yeah. Well um what was your mindset when you were recording that song? Like, what, what what was your thought process? Like, like what were you at
1: mentally? That was uh, you know. I, Man, when you get in the studio, and you know at the time when you got a when you got signed, that was a big deal to have a rec- recording contract with mm-hmm. a company that you know put money behind you to to release a record to the world, and that's like getting drafted to the league. You know what I'm saying? At that time, that was like getting you know a NFL or NBA contract. So when you get in there and I didn't have a lot of coaching or I, I was really strong minded at the time of of where I felt hip hop was. And it was like, there was like the shiny shoe, um, you know, pop rap that we were kind of anti against. And then there was the underground shit. Right. And so it was some people that was, you know, only in it for, that hype, you know what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck about the culture. They don't give a fuck about being lyrical. They just wanted money, you know what I'm saying? And at the time, it it kind of opened the door for a lot of other bullshit to come in and fuck with the purity of the hop, you know what I'm saying? And at the time, even though I was on the West Coast, I was still a big fan of all of the things that I had been a fan of as a kid, from the East Coast, from down South, you know what I'm saying, Poison Clan, EPMD, the fucking Rock Kim the fucking Run DMC, all all these, you know, Poor Righteous Teachers, all these things that have formed my love for the music, I was like, really, like, what am I going to say? You know what I'm saying? I was 19 years old at the time. So when I, when I came up with Paparazzi, it was basically... You know, how, what, this is my, this is my flag and I'm playing it in the ground. This is what I stand for. This is what, this is what I'm about. And so it was kind of like, that was my mindset at the time. That's what, that's what I wanted that song to embody. And I think it captured it in a way that was like, I don't know it all, but here's what I think is right. And that's why paparazzi came out. Of, that's why I wrote that. It's a shame. Niggas in the rap game, only for the money and the fame. Extra large. If that's all you're going for, you're not going to be here that long.
0: Straight up. Yep. You have a short lifespan. You already had the mentality. And, and and the music was already ahead of the game because a lot of the music at that time was depending on parliament samples, mm. a lot of a lot of uh, leads, a lot of West Coast zap, zap uh, remakes. This was all orchestrated in like synth and like really, really musical already. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, man. straight, straight, straight on a different level. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I think it's a beautiful thing to see that, that, that you were coming already carving a new sound. In your very beginning of, of of your rise, I think that shit's fucking dope as fuck. Um, obviously that that song became popular to the point where it caught Pac and the Outlaws' attention. Uh, what was your mentality when you thought like, well, these fools are like saying my shit in the song? You weren't dissing (laughs) nobody. You know what I'm saying? So how did that take you? What were you thinking? Like, what the fuck are these fools thinking? Like, were you, like, taken aback? Were you, like, at that time was the competitiveness, like, (coughs) okay, now I got Pac's attention. It's time to battle. Like, what was the mentality at that point?
1: No, I I was not talking about Tupac at at all. And, you know, me me and Edie... uh, we just we did a song um called One Nation. Yeah, I saw just that. recently, yeah. it's hard. Shout out E and uh and we actually sat down and had a conversation when we first hooked up and linked up. And uh, you know, man, um it was purely a misunderstanding. And 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 because I said um uh because Pac had a song. But he said, uh, "All of, all the fun, all I want is the money and the fame." You know what I'm saying? Oh
0: shit! You know? Yeah. And he thought I was
1: talking about. So yeah. so they so 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 it could have been solved in an easy phone call. You know what I'm saying? Because because Edie was like, "Yo, Pac was a fan. The motherfucker loved all the shit you was doing. He thought you was a spitter." Yeah. He just didn't know how to take that. He didn't know where you was. Coming at it. and then you have to understand that everybody was coming at Pac at that time. That moment, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had a lot of issues with a lot of different folks, so he was just like you know he, he he was just going at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he was just going at who he thought was going at him. So you know, Pac really didn't address it. You know what I'm saying? At all. You know, it was it was Edie, and then we had a conversation. It, it was good good to go full circle to be you know. um you know, uh, to be able to do that now and have conversations about it now, and go to Saudi Arabia and and you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and meet up with with Noble and the rest of the cats. You know what, Get what I'm saying? Money and, now. Yeah, and it's dope, man, because. Um, you know, unfortunately Pac is not here, you know what I'm saying? And, and and I won't be able to have that conversation with him, but it was good to talk to the people that was around him and, and really get an understanding of what that got was. It. So you never got
0: to even actually chop it up with him while he was alive. I saw him up. one time.
1: Got it. One time at the House of Blues. Got it. Yeah. And and he and he hopped out of this uh fucking drop top fucking I think it was a, a Bentley or or Rolls of one of them. Yeah. He hopped out, man, walked right up to me, Dap. Went inside, like uh, man, man, respect. It was, man. It got on stage, burnt the shit down, and then uh, that was it. I, I, the last time I saw him in person. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I have to say that that's
0: a a battle or or, or a competition, a, a a war that I'm glad never happened, oh, and I'm man. glad that that shit was just came and went because uh, obviously that 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 is a a very powerful camp. You're a very powerful artist. Uh, I think that it just would have been a waste of time because at the end of the day, you guys are both burning the shit down for the West Coast. Absolutely. And look how God works. It wasn't meant to be. It yeah. just ended up going, becoming something that was talked about and something that fizzled out and showed that people could still stand together no matter what. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. And I think that's an amazing thing. So so working your way up the ladder and climbing up, you were you were originally with Loud Records. I, I believe that was mm-hmm. the original contract. Um Working your way up and getting to a point where you start getting to open bar, and then you, you're doing your own thing, creating your own company, and and doing what you're doing under under your own entity. How, how did that? How did that? How was that transition at that moment of, of hip hop? I know uh, labels used to be clamping down on their artists. Was that a mm-hmm. struggle to get out of your old contract, or what? What was that like?
1: Well, okay, so let, let me explain how that happened. Um. I signed a production deal before I signed my record deal. That production deal, believe it or not, was called Jack Move Productions. (laughs) (laughs) Manifestation. (laughs) That's crazy. Jack Move Productions was a couple of guys. I'm not going to say no names, yeah. but they, th- I-, I thought that they had my best intentions in mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, they had me and King T, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, 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 a week or so before I signed my record deal, the two guys that ran Jack Move Productions... Got caught for embezzlement from MCA Records. Oh shit! And so everything that they did, they they were shut down. They were they, they. It was no longer a production company. They were in legal trouble. They can't. They couldn't go into other contracts. But Loud Records had already built my contract up, and they were ready for me to sign. And so they had me sign the same contract as if I was. Jack move productions, but now they didn't change the language in the contract. So it read as a, as a, as, as damn near a, a a label deal. You know what I'm saying? I control the budgets. I can control, you know, the, the release of the records. I had a certain amount of records I had to turn in. There was no digital rights at the time. There was no internet. So there was no streaming it, it, nothing in it you know what I'm saying it was just like how many records it was a shit ton of records it was fucked up you know what I'm saying fucked up deal Um, and so what they didn't expect me to do is read they didn't expect me to read the contract and actually try to exercise the rights I had as the production company and so when I started doing it they was like oh well hold on hold on hold on hold, on, hold, on, hold the fuck on man you you have to uh, you have to, you're you're an artist. You have to do that. No, this contract says this, and so it was a tug of war. Um, I put out two records. My first single went gold in, in Germany. My first touring experiences over there. So I didn't really have a lot of help. It was like I was trying to you know fight these fights and act like I knew what I was doing, but. It's just like those rat traps. When you put your hand on one, that it, it's stuck to you, and you try to get it off, and it's just now nah, it's it's all over you. You know what I'm saying? So I I tried to do the best I could with um with with what I had, and so I remember there was a breaking point uh, where we did what you see is what you get. The what you see is what you get video um, hit out of it, it hit out the atmosphere. It was like, you know, this video that was cut together, 13 different shots. Um, And I did it with (laughs) every director that I tried to get my idea out to was like, it's impossible. There was one guy named Gregory Dark. He was a a porn director. Oh, shit. And he was like, fuck yeah, we could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yes. He had the vision. You know what I'm saying? He has visions. Yeah. So, so we cut this thing together. It ended up being like number one everywhere. Got nominated for Source Awards, number one on BET, number one everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first single. And I had a whole album to do. After the success of that video, it, you, you expect to be supported from the label. I was told, uh, yeah, that was good. Go back and make another album. Shit. I had just released one single off that. They, they didn't even let me ramp up to do the rollout for the complete album. So I was pretty pissed. So I kind of like did a. Uh, I, I. 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 At that point, I was. I was out. I, I was. I, I was frustrated. Um, I. You know. I was. I. Was, I was making miracles happen with matchsticks you know what I'm saying there wasn't a real big budget there wasn't a lot of fucking this was just for the love of what I was doing and I was making miracles happen and so I felt uh disrespected so then I was like fuck these motherfuckers and then I just went off and they could care less then I got hot as fuck and Dre put me on his record And then Snoop, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Snoop put me on his record, did Bitch Please. Bitch Please led to to Chronic 2001. Chronic 2001 led to Up and Smoke. Up and Smoke led to a whole bunch of Fuck You. You know what I'm saying? And so pretty soon, it was just like, Loud was like, uh, you know you're a Loud recording artist, right? I was like, (laughs) fuck you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I was really pissed at the time. And um, and and so eventually the conversation was had. You know, I was try I was trying to get offline. I was trying to get off Sony, I was trying to go to to aftermath. That didn't happen. They didn't want to let me go. And so I was just like, okay, well, you got to do some shit then. You know what I'm saying? So that's where Open Bar came from. I want to put my own records out. I want I want I want I want bigger budgets. I want to be supported as an artist. If, 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 if and Dre. You know, that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he's looked out for me in, more than anyone in the, in the music industry, hands down. You know what I'm saying? Um, not not only with with business advice, but actually opportunity to to showcase my music in the way that it's supposed to be done, and not half ass my shit. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, he's the only person that that like I'm the only person that he's went and produced for outside of his own label. You know what I'm saying? Like he produced. If you look on my on those records, when I did Restless, executive produced by Dr. Dre. Like to be able to utilize his music and utilize his platform without actually being signed to him is a testament of of how he looked out for me. You how know what much I'm respect saying? Respect he has for your flow and, and, yeah, and yeah. how much he took like you. Right. To. Man, right. That's amazing. So you know that that's why you know I'll always give it up to, for the folks that did right. You know what I'm saying? It, it did real. Yeah. You know, and he's always been that, you
0: know? You're one of his writers. It's like, it's obvious, like, you guys ride <coughs> together in, in the way that it's like you're one of his, like, heavy hitters. You could tell. Like, yeah, Dre, I'm proud I'll, to have you right there. I'll,
1: I'll never turn my back on Dr. Dre. Yeah. I'll never say a bad thing about Dr. Dre, ever. Yeah. That's beautiful,
0: brother. And, and you could really see that that transcends through the music all the way to the lifestyle of, of what you guys put into the world, man. It's a beautiful thing. So, when was the moment that you actually got that first? Call because i want to rewind a little bit there's a there's a bar that i think is some hard ass shit and i think being in the studio with these cats was legendary and i think that this came you could correct me i want to know the time frame but this place is my house i might as well erase my face with whiteout because y'all can't see me like mace's eyebrows Eminem <laughs> said that shit on the track, homie, with you guys. And I was like, what the fuck? And everybody was representing. They had KRS1. Everybody was busting. And all of a sudden, out of this fucking hard ass castle, you see these big ass two white bull masters. <laughs> yeah. And the homie exhibit right there spitting. Yeah. In slow motion and two fucking bull masters trying to get you. And you're just like, ah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the. Tell that, me about that. The tech and sway. That shit was hard, yeah. homie.
0: Tell me, yeah. tell me that whole session. How that whole shit went down. That, was
1: legendary. That was that was actually their idea. They, okay. you know, they they came with the and they had access to all of us. Yeah. You know, uh, the wake up show was kind of like that was like the the platform. That was how you got to be heard nationwide. Their show was syndicated, so it Going was viral like, before yeah, viral. Exactly. Right that up. was the only way to go viral mm-hmm. was on the wake up show. Mm-hmm. So every every battle hardened MC cut their teeth on the wake-up show. We would go up there religiously to shut shit down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we wanted new cats to come up there so we could bust their ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we we enjoyed it when we met other people that took it as seriously, seriously as we did. You know what I'm saying? So when Tech & Sway called us to be on that, it was like, oh, it was like, we're oh, we pulling the best of the best spinners, and and they, they involved us in that. So, you know, shout-out to Tech & Sway. You know, um, they were the platform. They were viral, viral before viral.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that was before the Dre's and the Snoop connections, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So yeah. so
0: you were you were on the track, and that was Eminem before Eminem was Eminem. He was. Right. He wasn't the big star that everybody knew yet. He was still. Uh, I remember that that was like around the Ruckus Records compilations mm-hmm. with Most Deaf and 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 uh, Common and all these cats, Feral Monch and all the like the mm-hmm. hip hop records, right? And I remember even back then he was busting so hard. Yeah. So did did you guys all do that like in the session together, or was like everybody just spitting at different times? No, everybody had.
1: Time? Yeah, everybody put sent their stuff in at different times. I, I went to Tech's house to record my part. Wow. I remember that. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. when you
0: heard that shit, when it was complete, when you guys shot the video and it hit the world, did you know like, damn, I'm I'm starting to become a, a part of some hip hop royalty shit? Or you I still never, didn't hit you? Yet?
1: I never looked at it that way. Damn. Well, I never I'll let me tell you, homie. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what the fuck it is.
0: That shit was a very proud moment because we yeah. knew, like, like realistically, like, not no disrespect to nobody, but you could have had a Snoop right there. You could have had anybody, but. No, nobody would have been able to represent with them kind of cats—the KRS ones, the Eminems, the, the them cats—the way they exhibit, because spitty, I mean, I'm just being straight up. I'm a fan of the man. West Coast from the beginning to the end, and I don't—I don't think very many people would have had that presence. And the, and the way you. that you came out like that—it was—it was really raw, homie. And I think that shit was dope. So. What went when when you when you switch from that and then you start picking up from from working with Dre and then you come full circle and working with Eminem again and then you start getting on the bitch pleases and all these type of songs and and the different songs that that really level up your career that take you to the fuck you moments right. Mm-hmm. You still didn't realize. You didn't realize that it was taking your life to a different level. You didn't realize that this shit was like in every single fucking car in the West Coast, California, every single person's voicemail, every single fucking party, every single hood spot, every single bud spot. Like, you didn't realize that shit?
1: Look, when Bitch Please came out. Yeah. That was my first time on MTV. Like, like, like full rotation. Okay. Like. Like paparazzi had did his thing what you see is what you get it did his thing it stayed on the rap charts it was good with all the rap music but bitch please was in like coming on after motherfucking britney spears and shit you know what i'm saying like 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 that shit was motherfucking everywhere playing every top rotation top two record you know what i'm saying from from here to new york you know um that was when i was like oh shit you know what I'm saying? Like running, rolling down the street and hearing, <laughs> like, like that was the, the that was that was the moment. I was like, oh shit, it's getting different. Okay. Because I was like, I had blinders on. I was just so grinding. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just to get. I wanted. I didn't. Want, I wanted my music to be respected. I wanted my music to be like you know when you talk about you know who's spitting or who's doing that. That's what. That's where I want it. Right. And so now there was this big component that it was just like, now this is like a, a worldwide thing, right? Then when we got on, um, when we got on motherfucking, um, when we got on the Up and Smoke tour and I started do I started doing what's the difference. And the reviews started coming out on the shows and people were coming to, you know, give us props and they, my name was starting to really bubble and then I became one to watch, and then all of a sudden, my album shit platinum. Damn. And I was like, okay, we're cooking with fucking gas now, baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then you, then you really knew. Yeah,
1: I was like, no, you knew. Yeah, The numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could, you could believe, you know, what you want, but the numbers is really gonna show you <sighs> what's happening. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was at the point. That, at that point in my career, the 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 um. The, the hustle was was I mean the money was matching the hustle. The, everybody was happy. the management was happy. you know we were we, it felt like we had righted the ship. you know what I'm saying? yeah yeah
0: yeah and that now you're shipping platinum. it's a different time now you're basically going viral with 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 the with the record all over MTV um, life's changing crowds are getting bigger uh, different type of different type of opportunities in your life. You said you had the blinders on, you were very focused, but there had to be a moment when you left that motherfucking Dre, it was, it was studio with Dre, for the first time that you were like, damn, I just really work with Dre? Like, you didn't have none of those moments? So you were just so like, fuck it. I'm, no, I'm the sorry. bitches
1: start treating you different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. bitches treat you way differently. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's an amazing. I was thing. That's, that's 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 when that's you were like, able to tell. That's like man, we was young, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we went from like like bitches said ooh, the bitches said ooh. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> That's hard.
0: Now, now, one thing that I notice of anybody that's been very successful, and every person that I've interviewed that, that really has taken it to a level of legendary status, I should say, whether it's uh, in MMA, whether it's boxing, whether it's production, or, or an artist as yourself, is that I never hear nobody in, the, in these days, the motivation is different. But I don't hear people saying like, yeah, I wanted to get rich. I want to do this shit for the money. It's like... If you don't have the true love for this shit, like you said, it wasn't about no paper. It wasn't about being the best. It was about having respect as a lyricist and putting that shit and carving a bar up and setting a bar up in the West Coast that wasn't previously set on a on a commercial level, mm. right? Because that's how what I believe that you did. I, I know that there was the crooked eyes, there was the 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 far sides, all that. And they were dope, but they didn't take it to the commercial level. They didn't take it to a lyrical level that got played right after Britney Spears. You feel me? So right. that's why I give you your flowers as a person that took that shit to all the way over there, right? There has to be a moment where where, where you realize, okay, now I'm on this total pole on the West Coast. Now I'm getting these phone calls from, from from film directors, different stuff like that. Obviously Eminem took a liking to you guys had a relationship. What was it like becoming uh on movie sets and what was the transition of going from from hip hop to like, okay, now Hollywood's calling?
1: Well, that was um you know, I I could do music in my sleep, but acting is something I have to work at. Um, uh, and <coughs> <coughs> the um, the way that I got into doing film came from doing TV first. So, Pit My Ride was the first of its kind. It was the first kind of re- reality show that you know somebody who had. Credibility in hip hop to go actually do it was it was like uncharted waters. I got so many phone calls saying, "Why the fuck are you doing that?" You know what I'm saying? Like, like we nigga, we ride out. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you. so, but now we were going somewhere where we were ahead of things. You know what I'm saying? And that turned me into a household name. Now hip hop music. It's a worldwide, it's a billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry. But TV is everything. You know what I'm saying? It, it is in everybody's house. Whether you, you, you know, it was people that knew me that never even heard or knew of me making music. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole new audience. Uh, we talk to soccer moms who knew who I was and knew my name and my face and my likeness. Never heard nothing on hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So my audience grew a thousand times bigger from there. And people weren't really putting two and two together at the time. So when you have that, at the time it was called a Q rating. A Q rating is, you know, how recognized are you to the public? So, at one point, at the height of Pimp My Ride, my Q rating was higher than the Pope's. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. Like, so, from that, because they played it so much. You know what Damn. I'm saying? And so, from there, nigga, Hollywood, of course, was like, what? We just want to put asses in the seat. So, they 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 gave me a movie. They gave me a movie. Damn. I didn't even have to audition for the shit. I was I was in Triple uh, X2. Hell yeah, I remember that. With Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Never acted a day in my life. I was like, yeah, I'll do the fucking movie. Did the movie, had fun doing the movie, got some great acting tips from Cube on the spot, but then I watched it back on the big screen. Now on TV, you in people's living room, you about to, you know, you're small, you know, you small on the screen compared to yourself in real life. On the movies. Your face is 60 feet tall. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they see every (laughs) fucking... Thing that you know what I'm saying, like every everything, every wrong thing you do, and like we having this conversation now, right? Yeah. It feels very comfortable. Yeah. Your facial expressions don't change or nothing. You you know exactly how the fuck you looking at me. Yeah. On the movie, if you don't know what the fuck you doing, your eyes going all weird. <laughs> you, know, you are reacting weird. You know that yeah. your shit ain't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think you're doing a good job until you see that motherfucker play back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I fucking suck. You know what I'm saying? So then I knew at that point, didn't matter about whether I liked it or not. They just wanted to put asses in the seats, and they knew my name would do that. So I was like, okay, so if I don't take this serious, they're going to just run it out until I'm not popular anymore and then drop me like a hot sack of rocks. Started taking acting lessons. Started taking it serious. Did more work. Didn't expect the game to come to me. I went. I went for it. I worked hard for it. So I start. I started doing auditions, and I hate auditions. I hate being. You're literally going into a room to be judged. That is literally what an audition is. That's crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I, nobody wants to be judged. It's, it's like, nice, like yeah. Yeah. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I. I, I started taking it very seriously. Um... Got with a really dope acting coach and really just worked on my craft. So that led to Gridiron Gang, working with The Rock, working with, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, The X-Files, you know what I'm saying? Um, Doing all kinds of independent films, doing, you know, things, working with Nicolas Cage, Jennifer Aniston, Clive Owen. You know, these are big movies, you know what I'm saying? And, and And it takes work to do that. So, you know, I, that's why, I, you know, I, I really want to focus on, you know what I'm saying, putting certain things down and picking other things up. I can't do it. I used to want to do it all. I used to do it all, and it was wearing me out, and, you know, it led to endless nights, and, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it wasn't healthy. So, for for me, you know what I'm saying, being able to prioritize what was important to me, and at the same time, I got kids. I got, you know, family. I got you know I, I have to make time for these things and if you don't make time or take time, you'll never have it. you know what I'm saying so I had to start kind of prioritizing where that was and and I really had to like take a seat back and figure out what what i what do I want to do to make me happy? So I figured out what that was and 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 now that's that's the way I that's the way I move around it now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So do did you enjoy making the movies or was it kind of complicated to you or, or what was the overall experience as far as compared to the music?
1: I I I love making films because it is a different expression of creativity. And even though I have to work at it and you know what I'm saying and and, and I do things that challenge me from or I try to do things, or accept things that challenge what my background is. To to play an FBI agent is totally different than my upbringing. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. To 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 play a football coach, I've never played football in my life, but I played one on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's what it is, though. To challenging myself to do that, and it was it was difficult. It's hard re- remembering things that don't rhyme. You know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> and, and remembering the fucking, the remembering remembering the um, the uh, the feeling and the moment of the scene, which is a total different thing. Yeah. it's not like it's not like it's not like music videos where you have one note. You have to have many notes in in a variety of ways to do a scene, um, and that takes work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love to do films. It's a different. It's a different expression of what we already do when we create these music, create this music. I get the same gratification from building a business as I do from making the music, as I do from making a film. So I just keep pushing myself to do things that people say I can't do, and then when I come back successful, it's not like a ha ha fuck you. I told you I could do it. It's just like how I choose to spend my time. You know what I'm saying? We all got the same 24 hours of the day. I choose to be productive. Hell yeah. Even when I'm not being productive, I'm thinking of things that's going to have to be done the next day. That's hard as fuck. Well, I'll tell you
0: what, and I'll tell you a moment of my life that was a celebration. And you had something to do with it. And, and it was a very moment of pride, and I thank you for it. You, don't, you probably don't even realize it. But my, my first movie was Bright with David Ayer. Yeah. And, and that shit was a life changing experience. I never tried to act, I just got the call. Got upgraded on set, the whole shit, right? So the night of the, the red carpet, you know, we're staying at the the, the Ma- Ma- Mondrian right mm-hmm. there in Hollywood. We just posted up, suited up, limoed up. My family's all together, my brother, everything, my wife. And I remember my phone was blowing up that day. We had a videographer, photographer, everything. It was like the moment, like the life, like almost like a <coughs> wedding or your prom, right? Yep. And, and I'll never forget getting that text from Exhibit. And I looked at my phone. I remember we were in the Mondrian. I was sipping with my wife. We were having a little champagne. And he said, my J., just wanted to say congrats I'm pulling up to the red carpet to support I will never forget that <laughs> shit and I was like looked at my family I said Exhibit just text me and say he's pulling up and I was like man you pulled up I saw you on the red carpet taking pictures I was like wow that's when I felt like my life is changing like from the music to the acting shit now I just got homies like you coming up to support that yeah, shit was man. amazing dog thank yeah, you for man. that homie that was that was the love and on one of these sh- shots I know that keeps on pulling up you uh stole fucking King Tut's chain or something <laughs> you were right there on the red carpet I was like holy fuck the fuck's going on I took like a 5% of it and yeah. made this one this one's like a pound so I know yeah. that shit was like 10 pounds or some shit this is your little primo right here your chain yeah. right here but yeah man you came out shining like a motherfucker yeah day. Man. yeah I appreciate that but yeah um, also I wanted to ask you about about touring period like You've been all over the world. You've been able to touch, like you said, Germany. You've been able to all... I see you guys touch places and in, in, in faces that the average hip-hop artist will never be able to reach. Mm-hmm. What is an experience that you took back from a part of the world or what have you been taking? What is your favorite part of touring? Like, What, what is it like hitting these places in, in the world that it's like they don't even understand the language sometimes, but they know every fucking word of the That's song? That's right.
1: Yeah. Um, even though the world is a big place, it's very small. But there's a lot of people here that love what we do. you gotta get out of here and go see it yeah, if you consider yourself an artist, don't be regional, be international go rock planet, go rock to planet. you know what I'm saying hell yeah, and you got people everywhere so i've been i've been in I've been everywhere you know what I'm saying and i'll I'll continue to go everywhere because even though i've been you know. A lot of places, I haven't been everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I want to go and rock until I can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's the great part about it, man. My first touring experiences were in Europe. And then I ended up, you know, I've been, every country, every continent, you know what I'm saying, I've touched somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Except China. They won't let me in China for nothing. Nah, nah, I curse too much. My content, them motherfuckers send my shit. You got to send your shit in to be like kind of like okay like to be screen. letting it. The, yeah, they, they come on, man. Damn, how'd they let Mr. Criminal in the channel? <laughs> choke me spank me pull my hair they not letting that <laughs> yeah. shit over
0: there I flew through I flew under the radar cause yeah. I performed in Beijing like five months before the damn coronavirus and my homie my team and everything were like man we probably brought that shit over there <laughs> 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 and brought that shit back we're, we're in the alley eating scorpions and shit I remember the homies were like we're trying to go to this famous market and the whole the whole Chinese crew was like hell now nah, we ain't going there they were trying to tell us it was closed that it was shut down I pull, I pulled some shit up and I was like oh no I see some shit on Instagram it was posted yesterday they're all looking at like fuck, and they took us and we're, we're like out of the whole crew. We're the only fools in there. Two Americans just grubbing on everything in that fucking alley. So I think it was a bad, bad situation. Yeah. Don't blame that shit on me. But damn. Yeah, that 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 China shit's trippy. I was on the Beijing Wall. What do you call it? The Great Wall. China? Yeah, Great Wall, yeah. And we're just mobbing through, just some average fucking uh, you know, Chinese citizens, no hip hop shit, no meet and greet, just on some incognito shit. I had my beanie on a scarf. It was called as fucking a uh, couple Chinese uh girls were just like Mr. Criminal just running up to me, I'm like, damn, yeah. this is crazy. Like, yeah. that's a moment like that that tripped me out. Did you ever have a moment like like in another country where it just like it just blew your mind, like the way that people reacted to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, everywhere, everywhere. You know, There's it's too many. Yeah, I, I think the weird. Well, I think, I think the weirdest thing that's ever happened is it, it wasn't even overseas; it was here, and um, it was on. I think, yeah, it was the Up and Smoke tour. And this guy came up, and he had every single one of my tattoos in the same place I got them. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought it was, like, cool at first, and then I was like, oh, wait. Wait a second. Yeah, this shit is weird. Hold up, nigga. Like,
0: Yeah, that sounds a little freaky. Hold
1: up, man. Like, what are you looking at? Like, to have all these things in the right place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he's like, look, he took his shirt off. I was like, "Oh, oh, 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 wait a minute. Hey, security. <laughs>
0: He's like, and I got this shit from Mr. Cartoon yeah, yeah. too.
1: <laughs> no, he had it. They were they they weren't like perfect, but yeah. they were like the same ones in the same place. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But that, that was I think that was the weirdest thing that that ever happened. Now, I've said I've I've had other people like tat like put tats I've seen it in cool like one or two you know what I'm saying, but that he had every single one, which was fucking crazy.
0: So, so you were one of the first artists that were out here repping, representing and, and, and actually doing these tar, uh, cartoon tats, and then you were one of the first artists. I remember the the criminal set. You had it mm. you had it it's his brother just Homie Esteban.
1: Oh, that's his Homie. It's his Homie. Yeah. He
0: actually shot and produced the video. Yeah. How was that like like that whole that whole feel was it a different transition was like cuz you're used to nah. working with like million dollar budgets and big ass nah. labels and now you got a little Homie from the hood doing it with a camera. Like how that <coughs> No,
1: nah, that's my family right there. Yeah. Mr. Cartoon um to see him and how he built his empire and Esteban um like you know they have a grasp on a culture um not just a not just a, a a LLC they come from the creative part of a culture that can't be duplicated imitated it can't it, it can't you know They're what I'm saying they 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 formed a love for what they could do in the culture and turn, uh, 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 something that people would... I mean, like, penmanship turned into tattoo artists, turned into a multi-million dollar organization. You know what I'm saying? Like, you try to go get a tattoo from Mr. Cartoon right now and, and not have at least $20,000, $100,000 on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that important to the culture, and he deserves that recognition. Same with a hes He's been... He's been everything to so many people on the coast. You know what I'm saying? So for him to, for, for both of them to, to enjoy what I do and want to be a part of it and and treat me like an insider is amazing. That's you know dope. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I have a tremendous amount of respect for what they do, who they are, and what they've accomplished. Hell yeah. So from,
0: from the streets of, of Albuquerque, New Mexico, being a warden of the state, to being in the studio and being on the Sway and Tech Show to, to burning motherfuckers up to being able to be on songs with KRS One and these cats. To all the way to being in the studio with Dre and Snoop and Eminems the to them being sitting in the middle of the ocean in Italy and in, in Greece and these places you guys travel to on a private Intimate situation where it's just on some homie shit with Dr. Dre and his his people, his family. What the fuck is that like, my G? When I see just pictures and I see you guys post, <laughs> I, I put my head down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on out <laughs> there? Like these dudes are like on a, their own country in a on a boat, dog. Have you ever seen them pictures? Quit. It's on a whole nother level, dog. Yeah. Like like yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen hip hop artists. Do that shit to that level, mm. and then the way that you guys do it as a family—you guys go like for birth, his birthday, or some shit like that. Like, how does that work out?
1: I mean, it's—it's—I it's, mean, it's—it's it's, it's a privilege to you know be involved and be around people who care for their family that yeah. much, you know. And uh, I'm believing right there, you know. I, I what you know, what, what personal shit is personal, personal shit, you personal know what I'm saying? Shit. And and when we go out there, it's kind of like we leaving Leave everything behind, leaving everything behind, That's and we're going out there to kind of reset and. You know, like it's 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 really dope to be able to be part or invited to those type of events. So, dope, and that's know.
0: exactly why you're in those circles because it's an elite. It's like almost like a damn secret society. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. As a matter of fact, we're gonna edit this part out. How about that? You know what I'm saying? That that's a beautiful thing though, and that's why that's that that shows that 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 loyalty. And yeah. and, and I knew that that's a private thing. That's a thing that motherfuckers don't don't get that that. That even that look, just to see a photo on Instagram yeah. is a blessing to be able yeah. to be say to, to just to celebrate and say, you know what, the homies are doing it like yeah. that. Toast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, man, somebody like out there, I don't, there doing I don't it. get
1: around the homies like, like, I, I know, like, it, it weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go different places, and the first thing somebody do is like, yo, let me get a snap, yo, yo, let me get, yo, let me get, they ask for a picture, but they film in fucking video, like, you, nigga, you. <laughs> What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the like the art the art of getting an autograph has been lost. You know what I'm saying? That nobody wants a fucking autograph. They want they want they want they want a picture or video to prove that they were there next to you, Mm -hmm. which is weird as fuck to me because it it doesn't make you live longer. You know what I'm saying? It Mm -hmm. was just, but it's so important now because for some reason it makes them important. Hell yeah! And and that's not that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I never get around the homies and be like, hey, let's get a shot. You know nah. what I'm saying? Unless it's an occasion or unless everybody's like kind of like, all right, saying goodbye or like, oh, let me get a picture or something like that. But other than that, man, like we walk in a room and you'll never know, man. I've, I'll be with cats all week and never take never take my phone out one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more than that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not keeping up appearances. It's not the the look. You know what I'm saying? Like... Fuck the look. Are you actually contributing and doing something? And and is this helping the bottom line? Like, Hell yeah. like I'll I'll never get used to the 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 what the, how important that is to people now. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's 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 be doing something though. You know what I'm saying? So those rare glimpses that you guys get on my Instagram from when I'm doing something, I try not to involve it. Or look who's in the room, you know what I'm saying? And I be in some really important rooms. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I I don't I I don't see the importance of being like oh hey look at me yeah 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 you know what I'm saying like yeah. look, look I'm doing something and that's you know why that's <laughs> why
0: you're in those situations
1: yeah because you know
0: how to value it you know how to keep it private and I'm pretty sure most of those people don't want that shit out there anymore. <laughs> yeah so that's just, why yeah. that's why they know they're like my soldiers out there if if anything's gonna get caught up anything's asked he's gonna shut that down shit down quick because you guys got that. That that confidentiality and that's just
1: respectful. Yeah, though. everything ain't for everybody. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, and, you know, we don't want to see pictures of your motherfucking breakfast, lunch, and dinner and your fucking dogs taking a shit and your know, motherfucking <laughs> and your motherfucking and, <laughs> and yeah. your donuts and your shopping bags and your what you just got from the store. And you like, oh, it gets to be too much. Like, fuck, man, do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> That'll create like, something. Get out there and make something. You know what shit. I'm saying? It's yeah, gonna last yeah. more than a picture. Exactly.
0: Nah, that makes sense. Taking it back to a professional level, um, from the private life, what is something that you get from being around these type of levels? Like when I called you the other day, or you you, you know, you hit my line, you were like, you know, I'm gonna try to pull up on this day, but dudes mixing the records. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you're in the studio, do you feel like a pressure or do you have like a level of like, okay, I need to make sure this is cool before I pass it off to the next, to the hands that are going to mix this no. or it's just you, that doesn't create the, fuck with the creative process it's that, that level of pressure is not there.
1: No, I've, I've been through the process so many times. I trust the people I just work normal. with. It's normal. It's just yeah. normal.
0: So you're you you you're at the level of whatever you do, you don't got to worry about it. Whoever you pass it off to, it just goes in a circle. Yeah, like that. yeah. It, a it comes thing. it
1: comes with trust. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Hell yeah. So exhibit the businessman. Now, where did it come into the place where you go into the cannabis play? Because you went into the cannabis play, and you didn't only just dive into it a lot of artists came in and went celebrities came in and went they used their celebrities they came in they fell off Mm. you understood the business side of it and you were able to encompass the whole side of it and and learn how to do the the festivals and and and, and integrate the music merchandise uh the celebrity with it and it became a long lasting play Uh, how, how did that how did that come into
1: play um uh getting fucked over in music damn <laughs> learning that business aspect yeah it's called the music business for a reason yeah you can't just love the music and not the business straight up so building things from the ground up and subsidizing incomes and and building different revenue streams you learned a lot you know what I'm saying I didn't go to college I went to the school of hard knocks and I learned everything that way you know um I got to touch it from the ground up. I got to build it from the ground up. I want to touch the dirt. I want to touch the grime. I want to touch everything in order to get to the clean. You know what I'm saying? And, and knowing, you know, all of that experience, <clears throat> and especially knowing who to fire when they're not doing their fucking job, uh, was all part of it. So when I came into cannabis, um, it was like I could bring my creative process and figure out how to um, bring the same kind of level of creativity into my cannabis businesses as I do with my music and not everybody can do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and see a vision. Like I I could see the steps. I could see it. I can reverse engineer it. I know exactly what I need to do when I get, you know, some people need a calendar. I make my own calendar. I know how I know what steps I need to do and how long it's going to take me to get there and get up every day until it's done. You know, like a lot of people don't have that drive. They need to be told what to do or given a step-by-step booklet. You know what I'm saying? And it don't exist. So, um, you know, with cannabis, it was just, again, trying to create things that um, I had interest in. You know, I've never worked a day in my life because I love what I do. You know what I'm saying? So I've been able to, you know, bring that same kind of passion into cannabis my first brand was Brass Knuckles, became like the the vape brand uh, across the whole fucking planet. And, um, of course, you know, money changes everything. So um, when that fell apart, I started Napalm, and that's mine. You know what I'm saying? And and we still, even in the rough, turbulent market, because we are, we only work in a legal space. Now, the black market, the traditional market, whatever you want to call it, is thriving. It's alive and well. <laughs> yeah. But we we, we we have a vision for the long game. And we want to be here when all of that shit gets shut down. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so we plan on keeping our nose clean and keeping everything done until that happens for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're making the steps that it takes to, in order to do so. But again, this is like one of the things that I do. You know, cannabis has changed my life dramatically um, and it's given me the creative license to go back and do music because I want to do it, not because I have to do it. Hard. And, um, and now that I've, I'm creating from that place and you know, kind of shed a lot of the, the dead weight and a lot of the nonsense and a lot of the, the chips I had on my shoulder, being able to release all of that and let it go and not really lose sleep over it, I feel really good about... The place we are and every the way things are set up, you know what I'm saying. Now, um, nothing's going to be perfect, but there's still a lot of work I want to do. But now I'm able to be present for that work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't have to be juggling a thousand things. You know what I'm saying, and um, and and really focus on what's important. Hell yeah,
0: and, and I would say that the concepts are still dope and innovative. I mean, fuck, you gotta you got a grenade. As a motherfucking joint that you like, I mean, that shit is so next level. The concept, like, is that something that you personally touched and you were like, "I need my shit to be in a grenade." That was something you concept.
1: Yeah, I, I, everything that's that's everything in Napalm was created by me. As far as the packaging, design, the logo, all of that was was it, the, what actually our flagship uh, SKUs and, and items are. I name and design and produce everything with a really dope team. Um, you know, we we have manufacturing throughout the state of California, going into Nevada, going into, you know, uh Washington and Oregon and eventually, you know, just working with a team of people that wanna see the success of the brand.
0: Man, and, and I think it's another testament and it shows of of how much you're passionate about your product and your craft of what you put out. Cause you could have easily went and got one of those little ten cent pressed up little plastic bags from China. Mm-hmm. And save more money. You could definitely tell when you see one of those pieces of glass and the way the plastic pops off the whole setup, the presentation, that shit is not cheap. No, it is not something that's just like a quick little cardboard a little plastic like you guys put some fucking money Mm -hmm. some love into it so the fact that you guys it's also like the music like you you put more effort into the craft and then it shines longer Mm -hmm. it sounds better it's sonically pleasing more to the ear the same thing with the the presentation of that I think that's fucking dope hats off to you for not making it a a money play you could definitely tell the people that made it a money play and got in and out and you could definitely tell the ones that that don't and you could tell when you see a motherfucking napalm brand you're like okay this is no joke, man. Yeah, for sure. This is some big And I didn't shit. want
1: to make it easy to be bootlegged. Yeah. That's you know smart. what I'm saying? Smart. I didn't want to. If you try to duplicate that grenade, you go broke. Yeah, straight up. Yo, ask. I make that shit in seven different continents. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, the glass come from uh, fucking Taiwan, uh, motherfucking Taiwan. The, the plastic come from motherfucking uh, SpaceX. That's you hard. know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. Like there's 17 different parts of that bitch. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. You know what good I'm saying? Luck.
0: It's like Elon <laughs> Musk is right now. He just made a whole new fucking warehouse trying to trying to keep up with the Napalm brand. I, I know about it. Yeah, that's love, man. It's good to see that, and, and it's dope to see that that your love it still transpires from products and stuff like that. Yeah. Your love for your love from 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 different hobbies to to shooting, uh, collecting guns. I, I see so many different things that you have love passion for. But one thing that we definitely have. A common bond on is fishing mm-hmm. speak on it like what 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 where did you get your love for fishing uh definitely i know that it's for me it's a, a it's a clarity of the mind it's a redemption crowd it's it's something about fishing but like what where did that come from where did you learn that from where did that come from
1: my father hell yeah my father used to take me fishing and he used to you know he used to go and use that as a as as a as a way to find peace, you know what I'm saying, and um, I didn't understand that at the time. I thought it was boring as fuck, because uh, he go lake fishing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I was like, ah, you know what I'm saying. I, it used to be a a, a, a chore, and then because he made me clean the fish and fucking you know bring the wood. We go camping. I'd be out in the tent for fucking days and sitting next to a lake. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes we catch, sometimes we wouldn't. But I didn't understand the the the, the because I wasn't responsible for shit, you know what I'm saying? As a kid, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you just going and you, you know, time is moving slow. So, you know, um, when I when I actually came to California and I met it was Superfly. Superfly I used to go out on the Southern Cal out of out of uh, out of Long Beach. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I started going fishing with him. Fell in love with ocean fishing. Oh my God, that that was the calling. That was and then we put two and two together because now I found. A, a, a type of fishing that I like to do And then it just clicked You know what I'm saying It was like I was out there I could focus on that You get a bite You bring it on You out there riding on the boat It was like I I found so much zen Going out there on the boats And so you know That's where it is And then I like to cook by, You know I like to cook So I would you know I would take what I needed And then I don't want to waste it I will You know what I'm saying I only kill what I need You know what I'm saying so so I took that to the house and flayed it. It's already flayed on the boat. Take it to the house, you know, prepare it the way I want to prepare it. And psh, that 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 right there is like I, I could do that like over and over again because it's it's a, it's a different type of 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 break from the everyday routine, you know.
0: Yeah, something about looking at that ocean, seeing that yeah. sunset, just getting that that yeah. that vibe. Yeah, and I know that you were serious about it. Because when we are chopping it up in the studio, I think, we're, however we were top, talking about it, I was like, yeah, my homie has a dope-ass boat. He be fishing all the time. I invited you, and I was like, you know, everybody in Hollywood, in the rap game, was like, yeah, I'll pull up, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, where's the address? Where's it at? And I was like, yeah, the homie exhibit says he's going to pull up today. I doubt it. You know, he's probably fucking uh, going to do a show or something today. We pulled up at that motherfucker 5 a.m. He was like, what's cracking? I'm right here <laughs> with my... I was like, Damn! <laughs> The homie was punching you and everything, and we were out there slaying that yeah, shit on the way to you you know, I will
1: fuck you up. Yeah, on yeah. The, uh, yo, nigga, I will show up. Yeah. The- Yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm a man of my word. Yeah, you, you know what are. I'm saying? Yeah. So so what I say I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up on time. Yeah,
0: that was dope, yeah. homie. And, and and I remember the homies were looking at me like this fool really got exhibit on the boat. Like, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, this food likes to fish too. And we're out there shit. Yeah, that was dope, homie. Yeah. I still remember the homie printed out the picture, he still got it at the crib and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just dope, man. Um going from that to, to to realizing that you're still still to this day climbing poles and still shattering records. The news just broke the other day, or I think it was today, of Rolling Stones top, top uh, West Coast songs, 100 songs in history. Mm-hmm. And, and Get Your Walk On was number four. Uh, 74, 75? Yeah, 74. so Somewhere around man, there. Man, how does that feel to still have the accolades to still, out of the whole generational gap of the West Coast, mm-hmm. to still be mentioned with greats like that and still be in this? It's dope, man. It's I, hard, I, right? I, I'm
1: humbled by it. You know, like, I, I still feel like my better days are ahead of me. That's dope. You know what bro. I'm saying? Like, I, I, I still got work to do. Um New project coming, Kingmaker. Hell yeah. Um, like, really excited about that. I've been working on it for a minute, but I feel like this is uh this is um going to set a mark that I haven't hit before. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah, that's dope, man. Still mm-hmm. challenging yourself and still raising the bar. Man, at the end of the day we're all as fans, we're all looking forward to it. Um, what are the things what's up, big dog? Which one? This one? Oh, it's all good. Uh but we're still recording, right? Yeah, but it's only on him. Oh, it's all good. Do you need a minute, or we're, we're wrapping it up anyways? Just a minute? We'll be done in a minute. We're almost finished though. Yeah. All good. Man, I'm surprised you ain't smoked fucking three or four of them grenades while you're nah, here.
1: Nah, I gotta give my shit a break. I've been fucking smoking since 420. Yeah, too much, huh? Yeah, man, fuck.
0: After a while, it's a little too much. <laughs> that's perfect. Cool. Are we back on it? Yep. All right. Cool. We're gonna get into uh, maybe two more, two more main questions. The game show, and we'll end it. All right. So speaking about being around all these different uh, West Coast artists your whole life, you you being someone that's in the marijuana field, what would you say is the most Smoked out person other than Snoop Dogg in the rap game that you could say <laughs> that could smoke a napalm and hang with one of your fucking grenades because I know many artists. I'm just gonna keep it real. They act like they smoke and you get in the studio and they take a puzzle and like, like yeah. <laughs> pass that shit back. <laughs> Who could you say but like okay this motherfucker will burn down a couple a couple napalms? I might. Uh, this isn't the artist I want to sponsor for my brand.
1: Damn. Um, artists that smoke like that. Yeah. Um, Snoop's a given. Yeah, I think um uh be real. There it is.
0: There it is. That Duh. Was, like, yeah, I was I was waiting for it. I was like, be I want to know if you smoke more than be real or be real smoked more than you. That's what Man. I really wanna know. Cause I know you be puffing. Bro. Oh I yeah, think in the studio with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I take pride in my in my weed lungs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I said, my voice and my vocal cords sound like a black and mild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Hey, man. That's that, that's, that's a lyric thing. for one of my my new songs, anyway. <laughs>
0: hey, man. <coughs> being, being someone of, of, of influence, and I know not a lot of people do this, and I'm going to give a little bit of insight without going uh, revealing much. Mm-hmm. You were uh, the first artist, and I've said this before to, to my private family. I don't put this out there publicly, but... Um, you're the first artist that I ever was around. I've been around a lot of artists in my 23 years, been to the crib, shit like that. You were the first artist I ever went to the crib and been like, okay, this motherfucker living like a true rapper. Like, mm. like you're living like a rap star. You walk in, chandeliers, big old pictures of you like Tony Montana. Like <laughs> the shit is on another level. Private locations, yeah. views, supercars. Like, did you ever think that you would take it to that level like when you were a kid? When you started rapping, did you ever say, Fuck, one day I'm really gonna be able to touch this shit? Or do you did never? You, never.
1: It wasn't even in the feather. It w- wasn't even it wasn't even in the in the in the thought process. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, all that shit comes, bro. And it's, it's just come. stuff. Yeah. It's just stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's material stuff. It is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it can come and it goes and it it, it, it if you're smart about it. You 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 find satisfaction in 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 what you doing, and comfortable in your skin, and don't look at the next man' grass to tell how green yours should be. Straight up, and that shit comes, man. Like if I started chasing what I thought being rich was, then I'd probably be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you, you there's always somebody bigger than you, there's always somebody richer than you. There's always somebody that's going to have more than you. So what are you really doing it for? You know what I'm saying? If you can't be content with what the fuck you're building. Yeah. Then you're never going to be happy. Hell yeah. So, you know, when things, you know, my grandfather told me, you know, if you can buy it once, you can't afford it. If you can buy it three to four times, then you can buy it once. You know what I'm saying? Like, simple. Like, he wasn't a rich man. He worked at Ford Motor Company, you know, stamping metal for, you know, and and, and being an umpire for the Detroit Tigers for his whole life. And had eight kids and 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 a wife that, you know, he went, you know, all of his life with. Yeah. So, you know, when these things started happening for me, he didn't have any kind of, you know, insight on what I was going through, but he... Still felt the need of enforcing the things that made him, you know what I'm saying, financially settled yeah. and what that meant and what that actually looked like. You know what I'm saying? Nobody told me about taxes. That's why I got a shitload of tax trouble. Nobody taught me of any of the things that I know now. So the things that I know now allow me to, you know, go and make the decisions I need to make, you know? Yeah. Um. And I don't do it for no other reasons Man I, you know My shit is all over Everything you know what I'm saying Like the people on the internet That think they know my net worth And doing all this other shit I don't take pictures of all my shit and put it up there Like oh look I'm. you know what I'm saying Look I got all this shit Because it doesn't make me better It doesn't make me It doesn't get my point across It doesn't make people understand my struggle wow. At all it just really gets niggas on you to come kill you. Straight up. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying?
0: Making unnecessary yeah, attention.
1: Yeah, bringing unnecessary attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to be known for that. You know what I'm saying? When I go home, I want to enjoy my home. I want to enjoy the things that I've worked for. But it's not, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. Everything is not for everybody. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Like, I like people to think I'm fucked up. Yep. They just keep thinking I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yep, I'm fucked up. I had to have absolutely nothing. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> and I remember,
0: I remember that day at that Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. That we're that, uh, that we're overlooking. And y'all remember we we, we, we went, You took me through through the tour of the the upstairs and in, in the master of the Airbnb. And I remember yeah. we're looking over the balcony, and you gave me some game that's yeah. gonna be personal. I'm not gonna share, but you gave me some business game and some advice as a brother. Mm. That, that I roll with And it's definitely Changed my life brother yeah. I mean I, I I was not Encompassing And looking at the The business side Of what you helped me Understand And when I drove When I took off that day I'll never forget I looked up at that Airbnb <laughs> And I said Damn This is This this is dope I came here God led me here For a reason Because mm-hmm. I had influence. Uh, this This man influenced me My whole life With music and now he influenced me as a brother in the game, and took me under his wing, and was like, "Here, I'm gonna give you a little bit more game." And they say, "Homie, the game's to be sold not tough." So the fact that you opened the doors like that and gave me some some love and some time from your busy schedule with your family, nah, nah, son, see, that that's, was love. That's I mean, that's you know? that's
1: where that's where you get it. There's there's a little there's a little twist to that. Okay, because I can tell seven motherfuckers in the same room the same information. Yeah, but what you have. Is you have an intelligence about you that people probably are underestimating, and you also have a a, a simple thing about you that is different than everyone else that I can talk to, and that is you listen. And not only do you listen, but you put action behind your words, and I see that you make an effort. You're not afraid to fail, because if you fail, that means you at least you tried. You know what I'm saying? So when you, when when I see you doing films and I see you um, pushing your own line in music and not waiting around for a handout, that means a lot that, that I, I, I stopped throwing my pros to swine a long time ago. So I, I, I give people information that I know is going to do something with it. Don't come bang my ear off because you got, you know, six months of rapping under your belt and you feel like you ready for the fucking, you know, rolling loud. Like, motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like, that may happen once or twice, but, you know what I'm saying, it's not what I choose to support. You know what I'm saying? Like, go at it the best way possible. But especially in the West, it don't matter what, you know what I'm saying, what it is. We we brothers united under this W. And that flag is the what we fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck what set you from. I don't give a fuck what neighborhood. What, what, you know what I'm saying? What, what I don't give a fuck about none of that. You know what I'm saying? Because what we are doing is, and what we need to preserve is under this W. Because we got to have a music. We got to get back to our own sound. We got to get back to supporting each other. We got to get back to it. So when I reach out and I see leaders is what I consider you. I consider you a leader. You know what I'm saying? That's why I support you. Thank you. That's why I, I get behind you. That's why I I vouch, I stamp this cop putting a stamp on it. I vouch for you, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like like you have something that is necessary in order to make this thing keep going. We need people that stand up on their own too. You know what I'm saying? And, and people that really are motivated, self self starters, self disciplined. You know what I'm saying? And then hopefully, the, I would rather push that line and put that in front of people as something to you know what I'm saying be be up with you know what I'm saying that's who I support yeah. you know what I'm saying I don't wait to see who's popular on the fucking TikTok channel to support them you know what I'm saying like I know who's moving in the street I know who's moving what who's moving the needle Let's go fuck with them, and that's why I fuck with you, homie. Man, I appreciate
0: it, X, and that shit's humbling as fuck. To my homeboy, rest in peace, Ruben, uh, you were one of his favorite rappers. And I yeah. remember he's the one that brought brought uh, your music to me, and I remember he used to bump the foundation so much. He yeah. didn't even have a kid. He'd be like, listen to this shit, homie. The <laughs> homie, the, the way that this dude spit this shit and everything. There was a line in that song where you're talking about the police. Mm-hmm. You're talking about by the time you come of age, they probably blast on sight. Mm-hmm. You were a visionary, homie. You've seen that since back then. Mm-hmm. The way that this world is going, the way that things are going is getting in a heavy place. Mm-hmm. More love needs to come out. That's why we're doing these podcasts. That's why at the end of my stuff, I pray. That's why we're here to celebrate people like you. What would you say if you could look back to the young exhibit, mm-hmm. to, the, to the one that was still wishing that he could pick up the mic? The Mm -hmm. one that's just looking at at his life as a warden of the state, like didn't know which direction he was going to go, left or right. People were telling him he was going to be fucked up in the streets, wasn't going to be something. Mm -hmm. Right now, sitting exactly where you are in your life, accomplishing what you've done, what would you tell the little homie? Don't get married. (laughs) Damn. With that raspy-ass black and mild voice. Damn. I think he would listen. (laughs) Something tells me he would listen I'm
1: fucking top. Yeah. That's it. Fuck that shit. Simple as to that, huh? Yeah. That's right. Shit, yeah. Man. If that bitch love you, she be in a will. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, it is. Hey
0: man, that that's, that's <laughs> Hey man, that that that's some that's some classic words, bro. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done. So <laughs> for the culture. But before we get up out of here, you are not going to escape Yeah, the Mr. Criminal Game Show. <laughs>
1: okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And
0: here we go. Live in the studio again. We are back on it. Mr. Criminal Game Show. And today's guest we have... The very famous Mr. X to the Z, my homeboy yes. exhibit was cracking, homie good? That's good, All right, we're gonna make this real simple. We're gonna keep it quick and short. <laughs> we do the, the 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 choose like like in school, the fill up the dots and shit like okay, that. Yeah, A yeah. or b, you okay, know? Yep. Mortal Kombat
1: or Street Fighters? Uh Mortal Kombat. Who's your favorite player on that motherfucker? Um uh uh what's the what's the ice motherfucker? Uh, <laughs> Raiden, Raiden.
0: Oh, no, no, that he's electricity.
1: Oh, okay, sub yeah sub
0: Zero was the one with the ice.
1: I like Raiden then.
0: Okay, so yeah. that motherfucker will push you, shock you, the whole <laughs> shit. Okay, uh Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis.
1: Sega Genesis.
0: Biggie or Pac.
1: Pac. Okay. Death Row era
0: or the NWA era? Death Row era. There you go. Um, wintertime or summertime in California? Summertime. Okay. Impala or a super uh, or a supercar? Impala. Duh. What year, 62? Would you rather have a 62, 63, or 59?
1: Uh you said 62, 63, or 69? Or
0: 59, 59.
1: 50. Oh man, I got a I got a fifty-seven.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bel Air. You know what I am saying? Damn, you went like yeah, that. Yeah, but if it's got to be Impala, it's got to be the six-four.
0: Okay, now if you could go all the way back and take it to the old school hip hop, to the oh, to, let's let's go like this: physical or digital era. Physical, physical, and why is that?
1: Because you could open up the the it see and read the credits. Okay, and you can see who produced. And who worked on the records, and 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 where the samples came from, and and you could see all of that stuff, and, and 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 it and it was it was more of an experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You might get lost on that motherfucker before. Yeah, you you're looking at the, the art. It, it was like an extension of the music. It was more tools.
0: Yeah, and it captured the audience. That's why some of them rock records like Megadeth and ACDC still see <laughs> the motherfuckers on the shirts, yeah, Def Leppard yeah, to this day sure. because it's so so classic. Um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Or Rick James?
1: Oh shit. Uh Michael Jackson.
0: Rick James or Prince. Prince. Okay. Shit. We're going we we hitting it like that. <laughs> All right, well shit. There, there we go. I'm gonna ask you, you are into boxing, you're into fighting, right? Yeah. Would you would you rather have if you could get rid of one sport, if you had to keep one, would you rather have MMA or boxing? Oh shit. I like MMA. I would have to say the same. Politics yeah, fucked up boxing. Yeah, yeah. Especially after that last fight. What the fuck did you think about that honestly?
1: Oh, like, you talking about the uh, Garcia and Davis. I don't know, man. I think it was a money grab, man. But I, look, I I've, I've never been hit that hard in the liver. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't, I don't know if it was really debilitating like yeah.
0: that. Yeah.
1: But uh I think Cuz could have got up. You know what I'm saying? He could have got up for sure. Yeah, I, I think mean, he could have got up. That, I, but I, think, but I, think. I don't know, I don't know. I, I think uh I think uh if it's a rematch, would you watch it? I think just for the conversation, the
0: type of conversation, but I streamed that motherfucker. I ain't paying for it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> got the fire stick loaded up. You feel know I me? Mean? I ain't supporting that shit with my paper. Uh, but nah, nah. I, I mean, I
1: bought it. I bought it. I bought the fight. It was like 60 bucks. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to hook you up with the fire stick. Let's
0: keep that <laughs> I got an extra fucking account. You <laughs> sound good. Nah. And <laughs> You should, hey, you see Mayweather out there with them chandeliers on his fucking neck, looking hey, like Liberace
1: and shit. Hey man, look, dude. I look. I've I've seen some really tough ass MMA fights, but hey, have you seen that power slap league? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, girl. it's funny
0: because because some some artists got it, <laughs> some artists got into it that I know. I don't want to say names because I don't want to pump up the beast. <laughs> but somebody has slapped one another at the show and. <laughs> The homie was posting that shit on his shit all day, and he was putting, "Excuse me, slap league. I would like to apply. I think I have talent." <laughs> that shit was funny, man. So, 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 top five
1: dead or alive coming from X to the Z. Ah, uh, man, I'm f- top five dead or alive. I, I don't have it. I don't have that list. You don't have it. No, I don't have it. You don't have, have it. The top five rappers are still not born yet. Damn. Okay? <laughs> I like that. He
0: said, fuck that. We keeping the competition going.
1: Yeah, let's keep this shit going. I love that shit, man.
0: Well, come, thank you for pulling up, X. Come on, It's man. been a motherfucking pleasure. Uh, a childhood dream encompassed all the way from seeing you on, on TV, hearing you and my homeboys in the in the neighborhood banging and, and being a gangbang mentality to getting into a professional level, to being introduced to you by, by my brother Cam, mm-hmm. uh, being able to witness everything that you've done for the culture. I support I uh, I salute you and Thank I give you your man. flowers, homie. And I appreciate having a homeboy like you and a brother in the game, homie. Likewise, man. Really Come on, man. We 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 brothers.
1: we linked we linked up, man. We yeah. we family. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. So um, so whatever you do, I'm gonna support. I know you're gonna support me the same. So that's always, what it is. Always, homie. Yep. So that's what we do.
0: Make sure you guys all get you some some napalm. Make sure you support Exhibit's new album. Uh, what'd you say? The Kingmaker was King the new album, maker, yep. Kingmaker, Kingmaker. follow yep. Him on my Instagram, follow everything. Make sure you tap in with his grand openings to his new stores that will be opening up soon Uh, that's a coming to be manifestation on the way and uh, thank you for pulling up come on every time let's keep doing it thank you before we get up out of here I respect everyone's religions and and their beliefs but I always got to give it up to my creator and, and make sure that we ask for a blessing for the rest of the week Father God, I come to you tonight to thank you for this blessing of this week, another successful show. We had an, uh, our brother Exhibit pull up with his testimony and his success and his celebration of his his musical uh, talent going to a, a whole worldwide success and career. We thank you for every single subscriber and every single supporter out there that taps in and listens to these stories. We thank you for, for guiding us and blessing us. And We just ask you that, to uh, bless every single person out there that listens, bless Exhibit, bless every single family member, part of this crime family, and we just ask to keep on guiding us amen amen that's how we do it another episode mr criminal on air live and we will be back next week and we will not stop more legendary guests more legendary stuff critical Yes, sir. We did it. Who'd you say? What'd you say about Missy Elliott? Oh, man, she just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's fire. dope. That's fire. dope. Fire. Well, deserved. well deserved. Well deserved. That's, that's dope. Deserved. But my homeboy exhibit just got in Rolling Stone 75. That's foot, right. motherfucking fire. Yeah! <laughs> that's, that's right. And we up out of here. Well Much love from the West, said. baby. West to give a shout out to our sponsors of the week. It is illegal image clothing. You could check them out on Instagram, illegal image clothing. And then we got our brother and, and the one that's putting it down punching back in LA County and all over Southern California. His name is Attorney Rosenberg. You guys could check him out at Attorney Rosenberg. And then if you guys want to get some training, some fitness, some nutrition, get your mind right, get your body right, get right for summer, tap in with my boy JB Fitness. That's JB underscore fitness on Instagram. And we also got the homies at Rap Kings. That's right, Rap Kings underscore LV. If you guys want to get your walls, businesses wrapped, uh, vehicles, they do it all. So make sure you guys let them know that Mr. Criminal sent you. And last but not least, we got Tradecraft Farms. That's right, the homie Daniel Rodriguez of the USC pulled up this week and uh, tapped in with a bag of that Tradecraft, and we've been in touch. So I want to give a shout-out to all our sponsors. Make sure you guys give them a follow. Make sure you guys show some love and support. <laughs>